You are now listening to NYY Sports Talk, a New York Yankees podcast. Find this episode on iTunes, Google Play, iHeartRadio, Stitcher Radio, and SoundCloud. For live in-game Yankee updates, news, and fan giveaways, follow on Twitter at NYY Sports Talk. Now, let's talk Yankees baseball with Christian and Chris. All right, welcome to episode 14 of the NYY Sports Talk podcast. Christian alongside Chris. Um, Before I let Chris jump in here, what a crazy couple of days this has been. When we recorded on Sunday, we gave you our off-season schedule. (laughs) Well, (laughs) we said said that we'd be filling in when we had to. Um, We have Ben Heller on today. Yes. Our first Yankee. And... Working around schedules, we were going to do the interview tonight, um, probably just post it on its own, and then uh, a bomb went off today in the Yankee universe. So when I think what we've learned in the short time that we've been covering the Yankees with this podcast is to- (laughs) There's always something. Never make a schedule when it comes to the Yankees because they're just going to- Something's going to happen with this team. Like we said- we're going to record the next episode, year-end wrap-up, after the World Series was over. And then Chris did a great thing. He got us Ben Heller, which we're really excited to talk to him. You'll hear that interview later on in the show. So we're a, saying this. did you just compliment me? Yes. And B, what's the difference between a season recap and like a year-end recap? You keep talking about a year-end recap. Well, a year-end recap is, is just we're going to take the season as a whole. And like I said, we'll... We'll give out some fun awards, so we'll make it like a fun okay. show where, like, last week was just kind of like season recap yeah. to bring the season to an end and, you know, be, okay. be miserable because okay. they had lost. I got it. So, like I said, Chris got us Ben Heller, which Ben's going to come on in a little while to, to talk to you about something great that he's doing. Plus, we got to chat about some Yankee baseball with him, so we're like, okay, let's do a bonus episode here, get Ben Heller on because, you know, we're not going to turn down Ben Heller. <laughs> <laughs> definitely not all right so and then it would just ben, so happen ben ben are you saying ben Hello. sorry ben <laughs> we've been doing that every episode of every podcast so. so then it just turned out that today worked out for ben heller best if we didn't get ben on today it would have been a few weeks before we could have and when him a on. new york yankee says he's gonna do your podcast you drop anything and everything, and you get that Yankee on the podcast. So we said, let's do it. Let's just get Ben on, and we'll release it as its own episode. And then this morning, <laughs> because... <sighs> All right, so last night, let's take everyone back real quick. Okay. Me, you, and Rye are are texting back and forth. Who had enough of the podcast. Yeah, apparently. Because he's not here today. Ah. Uh, we're going back and forth, and some, like, low-level... Like, gossip rag is what yeah. it was. It was a gossip column. It was like, Joe's not coming back. I start freaking out. I text 100 people, Joe's gone. And then it's like, but no one reputable reported it. That was the next text. So then I had to text everyone again that I had just texted and said, never mind, it's probably all speculation. Right? That was phase one. Phase two was... Yankees haven't requested to release any big info to Major League Baseball today. Yeah, so let's just clarify that that because a lot of people don't know that during the World Series, teams have to get permission from Major League Baseball to make major announcements and not bring your manager back would consider to be a major announcement. Yes. So as far as we knew, at what, 10 o'clock? 10.30, 10, yeah. Nothing had been said. So at that point, we're like, all right, that was all speculation. They're going to sit down. They're going to talk today. 
And then if because that's like a second later, because that was the only thing that anybody reputable had said that the Yankees were going to meet with Girardi today, today being Wednesday. Right. And then the news broke. And then we've been doing uh, our the keep them and dump them segment, which we've gotten great reviews on. People loved it. And so we took it over to our Twitter and we've been doing a player a day. Chris said, you know what? We better get Girardi on the on the poll today before. (laughs) Well, I was actually I wanted to do it at like seven in the morning and just be like, look, when you see this vote, because by 10, 30, 11 o'clock, he's either staying or going from what we were reading. Yeah. And then we didn't know. And then it was just kind of a toss up. And then it just hit us. Within 20 minutes of me posting that poll, the news was out that he hadn't, he wasn't and listen, back. Anyone like requoting the poll and stuff and saying like, too late, guess you don't keep up on your. There we, were two it, tweets it, that preceded that to explain. Right. We posted that before Joe announced he wasn't coming back. But listen, that's neither here nor there. Yeah, right I want to get into Ben. I think it's important. I think the way me and you talk, we can go on for four hours and then get to the Ben Heller interview. I think a lot of people want to hear it. Uh, we do talk about Joe briefly, so he kind of gives us his feedback. Um, so I kind of want to get to the interview first and then me and you kind of break down can i ask you a serious question yeah who gave you executive power to make that decision by the way that we're not going to talk about joe we're going to go to ben first and then we're going to talk about joe i did okay but you don't have that president and ceo of baseball operations within new york all right, so you're Brian Cashman, but guess what? I'm Hal. <laughs> All right, so that's a good idea because, like Chris said, we can go on forever about Joe. There's a lot to talk about, break it down. So let's get into the Ben Heller interview, and then you'll hear our thoughts on uh, Joe Girardi and maybe a, n- a couple of names that we heard that don't really excite me, but we'll get into that later. Uh, ben Heller of the New York Yankees was gracious enough to give us about 20 minutes, talk about this awesome thing that he's doing down in Guatemala and talk a little Yankee baseball with us. You can find them at BenHeller21 on Twitter. So go there uh, and listen to the interview. So uh, and please take... make a donation. Yeah, you'll hear or at it. least share it. Yeah, share it, retweet it, whatever you got to do. But uh, Ben will get into that in the interview. So let's go to Ben Heller. What's his first name? Ben. Heller! All right, we are on with uh, Yankee reliever Ben Heller. Ben, what's going on, man? Long day today, huh? Yeah, yeah. Thanks for having me. Glad to be on here. Um, looking forward to talking some uh, Yankees baseball with you guys. We appreciate you coming on. Trust me, you're our first Yankee on the podcast. We've had some awesome people in the Yankee universe on here, but you're our first Yankee, so we thank you for that. Nice. <laughs> what an honor. I, uh, <laughs> I hope I don't let you guys. A lot of pressure. Trust me, you you won't. Uh, before we get into anything Yankees, and we got a lot to talk about here, um, I want to start because I reached out to you on Twitter. I saw you posted something about a trip you're taking over the holidays. I think it's most important we start with that. Uh, take us through a little bit about what you're doing over the holidays and, and what you're doing to contribute. Yeah, so, uh, well, thanks for asking and giving me the opportunity to talk about it. Uh, so my wife and I are actually going on a trip to Guatemala, and uh, we're going to be staying at a local orphanage and, uh, you know, kind of spending some time giving, giving these orphans some attention and showing them some love. And we're also going to be uh, going out into the local community, which is a pretty impoverished area from what I understand. And, uh, so we're trying to raise money. Uh, I guess two of the primary needs there are ovens and water filters, um, you know, which obviously that's something pretty much every American takes for granted. So I know when I sure. heard that, you know, those were some things that they needed there, it kind of opened my eyes just to, you know, the type of place that we're going and I guess the kind of lifestyle that these people are used to. So they're, you know, they're definitely uh, in need of some help and um, I'm glad to go and, you know, do anything I can to help. Well, we look up to to people such as yourself. 
you know, we see you on the baseball field and, and we love you as a Yankee, but it's always nice to kind of get a human touch here and, and see how you contribute. And uh, I think I could speak on behalf of everyone and thank you for, for being that kind of person. Yeah, absolutely. Well, you know, I feel like, um, you know, this, I have an amazing opportunity being a big league player to, uh, you know, make a little bit of a difference in the world. So I try to do the best I can to, you know, kind of to uh, spread some love and uh, use my platform for good causes. Well, listen, that's a beautiful thing. Um, I'm sure our followers also want to listen in as we discuss a little bit of the happenings today. I'm going to yeah. start by asking you this. Um, you're a guy who came over to New York mid-season last year. You've been up and down from from Scranton back to New York. And over this last year, you've really shown us something different. And your stuff was electric. You proved to your manager that you might be ready now to start this year with the big with the big league club next year. And now he's mm-hmm. gone. How do you feel yeah. personally? How does the team feel if you've spoken to anyone on the news that came out today? Yeah, well, uh, you know, I can't I can't really speak for anybody else at this point. I haven't had the chance to uh, talk with any of my teammates, but you know, just on my end, obviously, waking up this morning and, and seeing the news, I was pretty shocked. Um, you know, I think everybody in the clubhouse really respects Joe, and uh, you know, I, I've I've come to uh, really appreciate what he's done for me and you know obviously he's the only big league manager I know but or that I've uh, played for um, but in such a short time I feel like you know he he had such a big impact on my career and you know hopefully my career is only getting started but um, like you mentioned you know he's he's really helped me settle into the big leagues feel comfortable um, and to me that's you know that's more than anything you know at the point in my career where I'm at it's not so much about you know, developing physically anymore. It's about about the mental game and, you know, feeling like I belong in the big leagues and having confidence in myself, uh, pitching against, you know, great hitters, the best hitters in the world. And to me, that was something Joe did a really good job of, especially with all the young guys we've had these last couple of years, just, you know, helping us feel like we belong in the big leagues. All right, so we're uh, we're having a conversation here with Ben Heller of the New York Yankees. Um, so... Most Yankee fans know that you came over last year in the uh, Andrew Miller deal. So back in 2013, uh, 2013, you were drafted by the Indians. Uh, I always like hearing draft stories. You know, Take us through that day. Uh, what was that like being uh, drafted by a big league ball club? Was it like they show on TV with you sitting around waiting by the phone? You know, Just take us through your thoughts and emotions on that day that you were drafted yeah. by the Indians. Yeah, well, I actually have kind of a unique uh, draft story, I guess. So I was, I ended up uh, getting drafted as a college senior, which, um, you know, not not a ton of guys end up having that happen. Uh, you know, most guys who who are any good get drafted as juniors. So my junior year of college, I was I was no different. You know, I was expecting to get drafted, and you know, I had scouts had been coming to my games all year, and. I had been talking to scouts and, you know, pretty much every team and everything. And then for whatever reason, which I still don't understand to this day, I just didn't get drafted at all my, my junior year. Um, so, you know, to say I would was disappointed would be an understatement. Um, you know, at that point, it kind of seemed like my baseball dreams came crashing down because, like I said, you know, anybody who has a chance to play in the big leagues, you know, I feel like gets drafted as a junior, if not earlier you know out of high school but um i guess i you know i kind of got over it and put my head down and kept working and so when when my uh senior draft came back around i guess i went into it with a little bit uh of tempered expectations you know i was kind of of the mindset of you know I've, I've done everything i can to uh you know pitch or to uh, have this opportunity but if it doesn't happen it doesn't happen so um you know i was hoping to get drafted obviously and uh, I was with my family and uh, my wife at the time, my girlfriend, um, and sure enough, it ended up working out. You know, 22nd round isn't the highest uh, to get drafted in, but it was an opportunity nonetheless, and that was really all I wanted at the time. It's a higher round than uh, me or Christian ever got <laughs> drafted in, so. <laughs> yeah, yeah, true. Um, I, 
I definitely have a lot to be thankful for to even have the chance. So you come over in a package for Andrew Miller, who, as we all know, is an elite reliever, if not considered one of the best in the American League. Um, I have to imagine that the Cleveland Indians are close to your heart. They're the team that gave you this opportunity. But I also have to imagine that any disappointment leaving Cleveland could be drowned out by having an opportunity yeah. to put the pinstripes on. How did you feel when you when you were told you were coming over to New York? Yeah, uh, well, it was definitely uh, a lot of shock, you know, initially. Um, we kind of knew that, uh, you know, the Indians guys knew there, there was going to be some trades made last year. You know, there were a lot of trade rumors swirling about Andrew Miller and some other guys, too, so... You know, we kind of knew there might be trades going on, but I never in a million years would have imagined that I would have been included in it. You know, I was just, I was a a little bit older of a prospect, you know, relief pitcher. We all thought it was going to be only the top prospects who, you know, went went in the trade. So um, I guess, you know, I woke up to a call from the, from the Indian GM and basically just cut to the chase and say, hey, uh, you've been traded to the Yankees. Um, you know, we're, we're really sorry to see you go. We like you a lot, but, um, you know, this kind of just tells you just how much we like you and how much other teams like you, the fact that, you know, you're being included in this package for Andrew Miller. So, you know, any sense of disappointment kind of went away pretty quick. You know, obviously the Yankees being such a historic and storied franchise, I was extremely excited to have the opportunity to go there. And then, uh, you know, just, feeling feeling like a team wanted me that bad that you know they wanted me included in that trade where they were giving up you know such an elite player so it was mixed emotions for sure but in the end I you know really worked out well for me and I I couldn't be happier with where I'm at right now any pressure you put on yourself personally given the fact that you were given up for such an elite pitcher yeah I feel like that's kind of an easy trap to fall into um Maybe, you know, maybe a little bit initially, uh, but I feel like it kind of kind of went away pretty quick. And at the same time, I feel like it almost just validated, you know, my, I guess, my confidence in myself. You know, that, that's something that I've always been really big on is just having confidence in myself. And, you know, off the field, I try to be, you know, pretty humble guy. But when, I, when I'm out there on the field, I try to think I'm the best player there is. And so, you know, kind of kind of helped me you know validate the fact that I am a big league pitcher I'm ready I'm ready for the big leagues and you know big league team wants me to pitch for them all right Ben so we got you on here because this is a New York Yankees podcast our fans are New York Yankee fans so uh your major league debut was last August on the 26th at Yankee Stadium uh you know, take us through that day also, you know, like, were you nervous making your big league debut, you know, uh, yeah. you know, just take us, you know, give us a rundown of that day. Like, did you know maybe that you might be getting into the, the game that day? Yeah. So, I mean, the, you know, your debut and first time or any pitching in the big leagues at all has been something, I guess I've kind of built up in my head for years and years and years. I feel like any, you know, any kid who has dreams of playing in the big leagues kind of envisions that day. So, you know, I've always kind of had a had a thought of what it might be like, but uh, how it really was, you know, just blew my uh, my visions out of the water, I guess, so to say. But, um, you know, I was obviously real nervous. Uh, I remember when I was running onto the field, running out of the bullpen, um, just looking up at the lights, and the third deck of seats, because, you know, there's no minor league parts with a third deck of seats. And so, you know, you see the, the bright lights and beautiful Yankee Stadium, a, pretty much a sold-out crowd, and, you know, couldn't help but to have chills, you know, thinking, wow, this is really it. I've made it. Like, this is real life right now. I'm, I'm pitching a big league game. So, it was pretty surreal, um, but then, you know, I think once I once I stepped on the mound, I was able to really, I guess, lock it in, and it almost seemed like, like a normal game, you know, just like any other minor league game for the most part. I'm a big collector. Like, I have a lot of uh, memorabilia. Too much memorabilia. <laughs> so I was just wondering, like, did, they, did the team give you anything to commemorate your first big league outing? Uh, it was a scoreless inning, if I'm not uh, mistaken. 
Or did you take anything? I know some guys like to grab a little dirt from the mound, pitchers, or maybe a, you know, a little memento to have a, like a keepsake from your first big league appearance. Yeah, yeah, they actually kept my uh, first out, my first big league out, which it was actually a fly ball to uh, the right field warning track. So I was I was real nervous that it actually might sneak out of there when it got hit, but uh, so they ended up tossing that ball in, and then I got my first big league strikeout ball as well so it's kind of cool to you know get those things and they're sitting on my shelf at home right now so definitely some special things to remember that time all right last question and then i want to wrap up uh just briefly talking about your trip again and where our our listeners and followers can go to donate but last question i'm going to put a little bit of pressure on you here where is ben heller in 2018 what are your goals are you making this big league club at a spring training? Yeah, well, I mean, like I just said, it, you know, I'm a confident guy, and I believe in myself. I I know I'm a big league pitcher. Um, I've got big league stuff. I know I can get those guys out. And, um, you know, with that being said, there's there's a lot that's out of my control. Um, but I guess I've kind of learned to block that out over the years. You know, there's, there's decisions that have to be made that I, you know, I, I wouldn't want to be in the position of making those decisions. But... Um, you know, I'm going to do everything I can. I'm going to keep going out there with confidence every time. And, um, you know, I know I can help the Yankees win. So that's that's the bottom line is that I know I can help the team win and I'm confident in myself. So hopefully I'll, you know, just be able to go out there and let my pitching do the talking. Well, Ben, we honestly, we wish you the best of luck moving forward. Please uh, let our listeners know where they can go to, to help donate, help contribute to your trip. Yeah, so uh, we're, we're trying to raise money, like I said. Um, we set a $5,000 goal. Obviously, it would be cool to uh, get more than that. But uh, you can go on my either my Twitter or my Instagram profile and find links to a GoFundMe page there. Or uh, if you want to go to the link directly, it's GoFundMe.com slash Christmas-Visit dash guatemala dash orphanage so um you know we really appreciate all the thoughts and prayers and you know anybody who is generous enough to donate we really really appreciate that as well and um i'll make sure to be posting plenty of pictures and updates um while we're there but yeah i'm really looking forward to it you know moving forward i hope you don't mind if we reach out to you after the holidays just to see how everything went and maybe we can update our followers Uh, absolutely we love that um, yeah and absolutely MYY MYY Sports Talk did contribute we hope our followers even if it's you know a small amount any amount I'm sure is yeah, valuable uh, yeah. please go on yeah, and donate yeah thank you guys uh, you know I really appreciate the, the donation and giving me the opportunity to kind of share the message and I appreciate you guys having me on here it was fun talking a little bit with you guys all right, Ben, best of luck on your trip. Hopefully, uh, you know, the kids get the help they need down there, and uh, best of luck in 2018. Uh, we actually we really look forward to seeing you get some big outs on the mound for the Yankees this year. So best of luck with yeah. your trip in the 2018 season. All right, thank you. I really appreciate it. Thanks, Ben. All right, All right. Ben Heller, thank you again. We wish you the best of luck. Um and we appreciate you coming on to NYY Sports Talk. So, again, please head over to his Twitter, at BenHeller21. Check out a link to his GoFundMe. Again, if you can't make a small contribution, that's fine. At least retweet our tweet on our page that kind of plugs the links, uh, link and talks about it. Yeah, really cool thing that he's doing. I mean, not many people would want to even go to a foreign country like that and help out but awesome awesome job by ben and his wife going down there and helping these kids that are in desperate need of basic things that you know like he said in the interview that we as americans take for granted so uh ben awesome job there and hopefully the uh, good feelings will follow you onto the mound in the 2018 season i'll tell you what real quick before we get into the joe girardi stuff you didn't want to dive too much into it with him you want to hear him talk uh but Ben Heller, you know, tossed around up and down. He came up this year, and you see the guy the Yankees knew they were getting for Andrew Miller. 
he really showed some electric stuff this year. And I'm excited to see what he's going to do in 2018. Because I think he should have been up here more this year. But I definitely think he's going to be on the team next year. And some of our uh, our pals that have been on the podcast, like uh, Joe Rivera, said that he was all you know. We I don't want to divulge too much of a private conversation, but you know Joe did mention that to us on Twitter that uh, he was surprised that he didn't see more of Ben. Yeah, what are you trying to do? Name what? drop? Who? I'm I'm Christian man. <laughs> Me and Joe have. So many private conversations. I'm not going to dive into it too much, but I tweeted it. And, uh. Do you think you're funny, though? Like, that's not even a good impression of me. Yeah, it is. No, it's it's horrendous. Yeah, no. It's, it's worse so than that pink shirt that you're wearing right now. I'm excited. He's actually wearing a shirt that matches his daughter's troll headphones <laughs> today. All right, so. All right, let's get into this Joe Girardi stuff. Um, Start with the statement. All right, so Joe's statement was, and we'll just read you the the key piece of information here. Uh, With a heavy heart, I come to you because the Yankees have decided not to bring me back. That (laughs) says everything. I mean, really. Because everyone's saying, you know, maybe it, it was about the money, maybe it was this. What that tells me is the Yankees knew. I don't know when they knew. Maybe it was after the postseason. Maybe it was after game two. Maybe it was during the middle of the summer slump. They knew at some point that Joe Girardi would not be the manager in 2018. And that's what this came down to. It wasn't a statement saying we mutually agreed to part ways after 10 great seasons in New York. It was with a heavy heart the Yankees aren't going to have me back as manager. So the other thing I'm reading out of this is that this is Brian Cashman's team now. You think he's going to be, uh, you know, they have like player managers. No, he's not going to manage the team. (laughs) And can I just say something? This is something that aggravates me to no end. It's a pet peeve of mine. If you're a baseball fan, what is Joe? What was Joe Girardi's job as, as a Yankee? What did he just do for the last 10 years? Manage the team. He didn't what the team. He's not the coach. Right. He's not a coach. There's a difference. In baseball, they're managers. Joe Espada is a coach. You know, like, I hate when people say that. It just aggravates me because he's a manager. He's the manager. Oh, Macadoodle Doo is a coach. He's not. Joe Joe Girardi's not the the coach anymore. No. John Mazzo's (laughs) not the coach anymore. (laughs) I can't believe I brought him up on our podcast. Is that for real? What? He's really not the coach. I, you know what? I heard, uh, I heard that. Sorry, Johnny, if you listen to this, but. <laughs> John Mazzo, <laughs> Pacific Valley High School. Oh, please stop. Uh, if you you want to go into John Mazzo's coaching? Feature? No. <laughs> no, I like Johnny Mazzo. He's a good you know, guy. we always say how we get off topic. How did we get on John Mazzo? Who cares? Let's just get back. All right, so let's get back. It's not about how you got there. It's how you get back. All right, so. Can quote that. Brian Cashman doesn't have a contract either right now, but yeah, apparently but this is his decision. Come on, they released right. They released that Brian Cashman was the one who advised House, the Steinbrenners yeah. to to not bring Joe back. All right, well, right? so let's take that, that. That statement isn't released if Brian Cashman's going bye bye. So let's take that as the first. We're gonna let's break this down on several levels here. Let's take that as the first part of it. Brian Cashman was the one that did not want. Uh, this is according to reports. I don't want to. I don't want to put this on Cashman's shoulders if it's not true. But this is what's being reported. Cashman was the one that made the call to get rid of Girardi. Are you surprised that Cashman was was, was the guy that had the say in that? Well, not, I mean, not not that he had a say in it, but that that was his vote there. I think that a lot of people are looking at this and they're looking at it in a negative way. Because it's easy to. It's it's easy to look at it and say, hey, Cashman was fed up with Joe and this probably got ugly somewhere and he told him to cut ties. I don't know if it's necessarily that deep. I think it's as, as simple as the Yankees were ready to move on. Right? They got this new young team who flourished in 2017. Beyond what we could have ever imagined. And they didn't get there. 
Yet again, the Yankees just didn't get there. And I think upper management was ready to say, Joe, we love you and we love everything you did, but we're done falling short. But did they fall short this year? That's in it. Listen, in a general sense, no. But you don't. It's almost like you have to look at it as as a novel, right? Everyone says all the things Jeter did was like you wouldn't even believe it in a movie, right? Sometimes you have to look at it look at it that way. No, the Yankees didn't fall short, but maybe this was it for the Yankees. Maybe. Maybe the fact that this team got so close and didn't get there, maybe that's them saying, you know what, we're going to put this in our past. As much as we don't want to forget what this team was capable of this year, we're done falling short. And we want to see if we can hire someone who's going to get us there every single year. I don't think that's fair to Joe Girardi. I don't think so either. Because you... and. Nobody's talking about this, and I want to bring this up to you. Do you realize what the Yankees did to Joe Girardi and the things that he had to manage through in this team? Look at it like this. After 2012, this team was it was shot, really, right? Filled with old, aging players, players that weren't the type of players that they, that they were even three, four years previous to that. He had to look at what he had to deal with, retiring Jorge Posada. And look how contentious that got. And that was all on Joe's shoulders. Alex. The whole Alex Rodriguez steroid scandal. And then he had to be the manager when the Yankees kicked Alex Rodriguez's ass out the door. Right? Who was who was the manager and had to put a brave face on that? Yeah. All right. Who had to deal with Mariano Rivera retiring? Not that Rivera ever kind of really slowed down. I mean, he was still great to the end. But still, who had to deal with the Mariano <laughs> Rivera retirement tour? Joe Girardi. Who had to deal with Derek Jeter becoming a 250 hitter and looking like he belonged in a retirement home? Yeah. Right? The Yankees did all that to Joe. So to say that they're tired of him falling short, I mean, that's that's just not right to, to put that on Joe's shoulders. Because also, when's I the last time that— But see, uh, I didn't mean it in that way. But I'm saying, look at what the Yankees did to him. And if that's what their excuse is, if that's, if that's a line they're going to throw out there, that's, that's horse crap. I don't— I didn't mean it in that way that Joe falls short. I meant it as this is a new club with a fresh look. And that whole falling short thing is part of the past with those old players who lost gas and the guys who Joe got the most out of. I don't think it was necessarily a direct reflection on Joe because just like us and just like anyone who listens or any fan out there of the Yankees, they sat down also and said, who's better out there? And there's not a long list if a list at all. So they're they're not stupid. All right, let me ask you this question because this is something that I've been thinking about. Because apparently the I read something today from a decent source that the players were, and this was the word the, the guy used, was indifferent towards Joe Girardi. So if you're going to take uh, – the opinion of somebody. I'm assuming that you're going to take the opinion of guys like Aaron Judge and Gary Sanchez because those are going to be your core guys, right? Right. Okay. If you didn't think Joe was the, let me let me erase that from from the from the podcast for right now. We'll get into that in a minute because that's not really where I wanted to go. If the Yankees thought that Joe Girardi wasn't the guy to lead this group of guys, why didn't you fire him after 2016? Let me tell you this. Because here's here's my point. If Joe Girardi was not the guy to lead this core of Yankees beyond 2017, why not bring in a manager last year to start from scratch with this team? Now this team's already got a year under their belt and you're bringing somebody in. So why not start the new team with the new manager all in the same year? Why not do that? I agree. So that's why I think this decision was made after game two. And I think that makes it even worse because let me tell you something maybe some guys were indifferent towards joe maybe some guys didn't care for how he managed and how many times they were on the bench throughout the year when they felt fine to keep playing uh guys like severino who were clearly unhappy when he came out of that game in houston 
because he told his manager he was fine and his manager still took him out of the game. There's going to be those guys. But let me tell you something. There's no way a majority of this team was indifferent towards Joe because if they were, they would have been swept by the Cleveland Indians. That's what I have a hard time wrapping my head around. If they really didn't like Joe, why did they get to games? Did they do it in spite of him? That's what I don't understand. I don't think so. Because, I don't know. Yeah, I guess there's professional pride and these guys are, you know, they, they want to win just as badly as anybody else. But, I don't know, man. To me, it just seemed like they rallied around Joe. And there was a lot of the conjecture around the team when they beat Cleveland. was like, they they wanted to make good for Girardi to erase that, that gaff that he had. And I'm sorry, a guy as emotional as Joe... A guy who puts so much heart into everything that he does. That's not the type of person you're indifferent towards. You can say that you don't really care for the guy. You can say that you don't really respect the way he manages. But you're not indifferent towards a guy like that. You're not indifferent towards a guy who pours his heart and soul out onto the baseball field when he's managing you. So I kind of don't read into any of that. I think there's going to be guys who are happy to get a fresh face. Uh... But at the same time, I think they're gonna they're gonna miss Joe and they're gonna miss the passion he brought out onto the field. I, I don't, you know, it's oh god, like it's hard. It's really like I'm. I tweeted this and I'm really serious about it because I'm more upset that Joe's not coming back than the fact that they lost Game Seven because it just. Now you felt like the Yankees after, even though they lost Game Seven, you felt like they were on the right track. Now are they? Now you're kind of questioning: Are they on the well, right track? We got a lot of tweets that said this could be a step back. I mean, you can never say definitively if it is or it isn't. It could be though. I mean, you could you could have someone come in and, and mess up the juju here. You don't know. That's what I'm saying. Like, is whoever they bring in, can he do the at least the same job that Girardi did? Well, I'll say this because. As you know, as anyone who knows me knows, anyone who listens to this podcast knows, I've never been a huge Girardi Yeah, and now you support him and the guy gets fired. (laughs) Right. And so even if I hadn't started supporting the guy, the truth is I watch as close to 162 games a year as possible. Right? You have your dinners, you have your beefsteaks, you have your whatever that, you know, you miss the game. But for the most part, I'm watching as close to 162 games a year for the last 10 seasons. Whether I like the guy or not, whether I support the guy or not, you're emotional when you've been watching this guy for 10 seasons and now all of a sudden he's gone. And even if you didn't support the guy, that question of can we find someone to fill his shoes makes this difficult. Because you don't know. You don't know who's going to come in and and who's going to lead this team. And if he's capable. Because if he's not, that is a huge step back. Because this team was in Game 7 of the ALCS in 2017 in a rebuilding year. And now that manager who led them there is gone. Yeah, I know. That's what I was discussing earlier today with some people when the news broke, like I just felt like part of me felt like that this team was taking a step back. Like now they're, they not that I I think they still expect to be contenders next year, but with a new manager, I mean like you would figure they're going to bring in somebody that's, I don't know if it would be a big name. I mean, who's even out there? So you figure it's probably going to be somebody young that can relate to, the core group of guys they have. I, from what I read about Espada, that was like the one and only reason why the Yankees might bring him on board. But I highly, highly doubt that ever happens. I, I don't know enough. I mean, you can call me a fraud if you want to that. I don't know enough about Joe Espada, but I don't know enough well, about coached, Joe third base. Yeah, no, I know that. He coached on another team, though. He might have... No, he did. I read it today. All right. So, you know, or maybe it was the minor leagues. 
I don't know. He's had success somewhere. But I haven't seen enough of him on the big league level around, you know, as a third base coach to say, oh, wow, Joe Spot is going to be a great major league co- uh, manager one day. Everyone for the last however many years people wanted Joe gone, I keep saying Pena. Is this Pena's time? But he's older than Girardi, so if Girardi can't relate to these kids, how is... But was that really the reason? That's part... I mean, you hear... Now now that the news is out, you hear all these different reports, that's one... And I'm sorry, everyone keeps saying the Yankees are going to want an analytical guy, a binder guy, but... Who's a better binder guy than Joe? That's what I'm saying. That's one of the things so that that's I've re- not that's not the truth at this point. I think I think Brian Cashman, if anything, woke up and said, you know what, this binder stuff, throw it in the garbage. We need a guy who, more like Tory who's gonna who's gonna manage his team from his heart. That was one of the biggest crocs that I read of all the stuff that came out that Cashman wanted an analytical guy, a guy that was on his wavelength and a guy that uh was a numbers guy. I mean, who, who who better? Who better, right? Or worse? <laughs> yeah, depending on your. But if that's the, what the Yankees wanted, then why are you getting rid of Joe Girardi? I, that's what I don't understand. That's the guy. That's that's the that's the prototype of manager you want. But you just let that guy go. Something something happened between right. Joe and management. Exactly, and I don't know if we'll ever know what truly happened. And you know what? I kind of hope we don't. I think this should be as clean as possible. I don't want any bad stories coming out. You know, everyone's going to look back on Joe's career here and they're going to compare it to what Tori did because even myself, I'm I'm reading and it's like six-time playoff manager with one World Series ring and in my head, even subconsciously sometimes I'm going, that's it? That's all he did? Tory was there every single year he was here. Yeah, Torrey but as I this. told you Torrey earlier, after 2012, it was a different era that, of baseball But I'm talking here. about on paper. You really can't... You can't look at Joe Girardi's career as the yeah, Yankee manager 90 on paper. Wins. Yeah, I know. Wins. It's, in, it's incredible. You can't look at his career on paper, though, next to Joe Torrey's. you got to really dive into what this guy did year in and year out with teams that were half dead. All right, let me ask you this. Gary Sheffield playing third base. I think that was, Remember that? That was an emergency situation. It wasn't <laughs> because they thought it was a good idea to play Gary Sheffield. <laughs> I don't there. know. All right. We're getting desperate. Without a manager attached to this team, we said it last week, this team has to be in the World Series last next year. We said that on, the, on episode 13. We said... That this team has to be in the World Series in 2018. Without a manager attached to this team right now, regardless of who they may bring, do you still feel that's the expectation for this team Let now? me tell you something, man. I didn't think of it that way until you just said it. But this team just allevi- allevi- alleviated, alleviated a lot of pressure, a lot of pressure yeah. off themselves. Maybe that's part of it. Maybe everything I've been saying the last week where this team set the bar really high... Maybe that's part of but it. Why I wouldn't doubt you it. Want I doubt go, it. But because why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you want to why go for it? Why wouldn't you want that pressure, right? But who knows? Because if I told you right now I can give you a million dollars in 2018 or I can give you a million dollars in 2019, what would you rather have? You'd rather have the money now. So well, why would you try? Why would you delay trying to be a championship team? I think part of it is this. This sounds right? so stupid because I just don't understand. If you're Joe Girardi yeah. and you're going to take a contract from the Yankees, how many years? What's the minimum amount of years you're taking? Maybe uh, four, probably. Okay, four, right? And that's reasonable, I think. But if you're the Yankees and the Yankees don't make it past the wild card game or they don't make it past the ALDS next year and they fall short, do you think it's time to move on from Joe Girardi at that point? If they had a failure in the playoffs next year? Yeah, I'm talking not even close to the ALCS. See, from that point of view, I can understand. That, okay, so. That you just gave the guy a new four-year deal. You're coming off the ALCS. Right. And then you don't even get out of a wild card because game. Because maybe the Yankees are, are thinking, we give this guy a deal, right? And then but he for- falls short, which could happen because what he did this year is very difficult. He falls short. We're going to be expected to get rid of him. 
So maybe this was their time to cut ties. Maybe this made the most sense. And that's what I'm saying. Maybe it's not so much a negative thing as the Yankees but saying, what if you know this, what? what if- we're putting in Joe Girardi era as great as he was. We're, it's time to put us behind us now because if we're going to start fresh, we're going to start fresh. Then they should have. Then they, they should have fired him year. at the end of last yep, season and said, "Joe, it's nothing against you. We got a new era, a new team coming up. We want to start fresh with a new manager." I and agree. I would have been as much as and even last year, I would have been upset that he got fired. I would have been on board with it. But the fact that now we were a game away from the World Series, that he took this team, he, I I don't. <laughs> to, well, it makes you think too. Kind of. Like we just said, it takes the pressure off. What does this team expect of itself now next year? Is Cashman okay with not winning a pennant now? I hope not. I hope that's not their line of thinking. I don't know, man. I you know I don't know, but you know what? I had this great feeling. I had so much of this good feeling even after they lost game seven. And now it's kinda gone. And now it's more of anxiety than anything now because you don't because you just don't know now because you knew you you figured Girardi was coming back and that this team would be in place and now they're gonna have a new manager and I'm not saying this is likely but you wake up you know in a month or two and Georgie Posada's named the new Yankee manager is it all worth it uh, I'll give it a shot I mean I really don't but know you'd be more willing to give it a shot and you'd be more optimistic than if it's Jason Giambi, no? All right, so... Before- Eric Chavez, no? Get the hell out of oh, here. Oh, yeah, he's, you want- really? he's being talked about, That's man. what you heard? Yeah. All right, so... I our- got connections on Twitter. I do private messages with them. All right, speaking of <laughs> private messages with people, we're going to give a plug to our buddy Chris Corelli uh, from SNY.TV here. He wrote an article earlier today about 10 potential candidates... To replace Joe Girardi as manager. So I think that's a good place to start. As uh, places we could start. Yeah. Good, place. Yeah. <laughs> good starting point. All right, so the this, start. Shut your mouth. Was his article the one I read? I guess it, it might was. have been. Uh, so. Jay Bell was a name that I heard. I mean, not that that mean, name means anything to you. No, but, but you know what? Reading a little bit more into Jay Bell. He's considered... You know how we have all these top prospects of players? Yeah. He's considered the top prospect manager in the minor leagues. Yeah, but he coached the – I mean, he was the manager of the Florida State League, and now we're just going to bump him up to, <laughs> to the bigs? Yeah, no, it doesn't seem reasonable. Uh, I don't see that happening. He's also uh, he's also the, the manager of the Scottsdale Scorpions, the Arizona Fall League team, which has a bunch of Yankee prospects on it, so – I don't know. I mean, would that excite you if they named Jay Bell the manager? You got to. They're gonna excite you. And Jay Bell. Does Here's not another name him. he's throwing out here: David Cohn. If you want an analytics guy, Cohn. I <laughs> love David Cohn, man. When I was a little kid, David Cohn was the first player I ever took a picture with when he was on the Royals. He came out of the bullpen after warming up and was kind enough to take a picture with me. But please. He cannot manage his team. Agreed? Uh, yeah, I, I would probably... Would that be, be binder to the max, man? That would, that would, I would probably be against David Cohen. Here's a name that doesn't excite me at all. I know a lot of people disagree with me based on the people I talked to today, but uh, Kevin Long. You want to talk about indifferent? <laughs> <laughs> That's me with Kevin Long. That's not... I don't mind him. And, uh, and I know... Look, just like you're going to say Joe got the most out of the guys that he... You know, Kevin Long was also the hitting coach with all those guys. What can Kevin Long... Because Kevin Long's a very smart baseball guy. What can Kevin Long do with this group of players? I don't know. Uh, You know, you don't know how you feel about Kevin Long because he coached the same guys that Joe... You know, he didn't have his hands on this team. He was gone. He's been with the Mets for a few years now. I know. That's what I'm saying. He coached the teams that oh the cr- the, crummy, the dying the dying September Yankees. baseball Yankees. All right, here's a name that would excite you, but I I see no it as a real long shot. Hell. Paul O'Neill. Oh wow! They're gonna say Alex Rodriguez. 
Oh, that would excite me. He, I, I did but remember. But would it be too loose? <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Like, this is what Corelli goes on to say here. Uh, he, I, I remember them. I remember this. He actually did interview for the Reds job before they gave it to Brian Price. But you know, O'Neill's got ties to the Reds organization. He still lives out in Cincinnati in the off season. That's something too. A lot of people are saying. Cashman usually hires guys that he has some type of a relationship with. But if the if the if the goal is to get an analytics guy, Paul O'Neill is not going to be an analytics guy. He's going to Paul O'Neill analyzes food, and that's about it. He's just gonna he's just gonna go with what his gut says. So I don't know if that fits what the Yankees want. Let me tell you do. something. Paul O'Neill would be a phenomenal manager of this team. Yeah, I just don't see it happening. Uh you know what? He would probably quit after the second week because he'd probably be thrown out of eight. Games How many by Gatorade? coolers would be smashed by game 10 probably 10 probably 10 10 for 10 what do you think about al padrique mm. he managed do you say all... it right yeah it... it's al padrique no it's padrique are you, you sure yeah because i watched uh path to the pinstripes that's how i say his name i don't know you don't no. know how to say his name or you don't know no 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 i don't know the thing that i kind of like he, hasn't he been doing such a great job molding these guys and and that's what that would be why they would want him up here because he managed all these guys down in down in Scranton, so he's already got a relationship. But managing with them. these guys in Scranton is so much different than managing. No, them I in agree New York. with that, and I'm not. I don't. I'm not getting excited about Al Padrique either. But I'm saying I could see the Yankees' point of view. If they went that that route, I would understand it. I just think he's better off doing what he's been doing. Because he's clearly doing a phenomenal job and don't fix anything that's not broken. What do you think about uh, Tony P? Tony Payne. You know what? I'm going to be honest with you. Other than the fact that he was a catcher, I don't, I don't know what the craze is over Pena. I guess he'd be a great manager, like everyone thinks he would be, but I don't know. I mean. I mean, he won manager of the year in 2003. Okay. But That's... he also had a, a dead Kansas City team that didn't really do much. I mean, he got the most out of the guys he had, I guess. But that's 2003. I mean, this is a guy This is a guy who has been sitting on the Yankee bench for how many years now? You know, went out for the job and didn't get it already. So I just don't see it happening. I can't. I don't know. I'm not gonna get ex- uh, again. If you're gonna, if you're gonna fire Girardi, just gut the coaching staff. Right. Why? You know. I, I don't know. I again, Tony Pena doesn't excite me. I I'd, I'd live with it, I guess. But all right. Last name. I skipped. A, uh, no, I skipped a couple names. But we'll go to the last two here that I find kind of interesting. Uh, Willie Randolph. No. Next. That's all you're going to say about it? Next. You don't even care that you got to the Mets to the, NL, to the NLCS in 2006? No, I love Willie Randolph. But I just think that the Willie Randolph train has left the building. If they wanted Willie Randolph, they should have done it back in 2007 when they were hiring. It was Yeah. All right. And uh, I know you're going to want to put your head through the window when I say this next name. I don't even know who you're going to Could say. you do it in the other bathroom because we're remodeling the house? So if you're going to break something, do it in there. Rob Thompson. Oh. Thompson. Why? I'm sorry. There's no – because um, let's see. What is Corelli going on to say here? Um, he's apparently well-liked by the players, which has to be a consideration with a group that could be together for a long time. Let me tell you That's something. That's the most positive thing. If that... you're going to fire Joe Girardi for him – You've lost a lot of credibility, in my opinion. How could you justify that? How? For Rob Thompson? He couldn't even manage third base when he no, was No, but out they there. gave him a be- uh, more important position on the team. He was the bench coach. Yeah, I know that. So if he couldn't handle being third base coach. That was the thing <laughs> That's I- what I'm, no, but what I'm saying is like when he was the third base coach a few years ago, I couldn't stand him. I was like, what the hell is this guy doing? Now you want him to manage the whole team? All he needed to do was manage guys rounding third base. Now you want him to manage the whole team? All right, so let's throw out two. Let, let me throw out two wild cards at you. What do you think about, you mentioned them. We would probably be excited about it. Georgie P. 
He would be my number one guy. But he's not an analytics guy. He would not be. I don't want an analytics guy. But Brian Cashman does. No, he doesn't. He would have kept Joe. But that's what they're saying. So that's what I have to go by. Throw it out the window. Or the window. If they wanted an analytics guy, who better than Joe? Why are you getting rid of him? Uh... Last name I'm going to throw at you is uh, Alex Rodriguez. I would love Alex, but again, look at what this guy's doing to his career. Do you think Alex Rodriguez, the steroid abuser, baseball cheating player anymore? Or do you think Alex Rodriguez, the guy who found his niche and who does a great job with Analyzing the sport and announcing. And do you ever, do you ever really listen to him talk when he he says things? He's always got like the shh at the end. He's like, I love it, Luis Luis Severino. <laughs> she the players. Yeah, the players. Uh, the players. Uh, so could you imagine having listened to him do 162 press conference press conferences? You know, John the players. Uh... <laughs> Aaron Judge. <laughs> uh, you know, Gary Sanchez. Gary Sanchez. Uh, I, but would Alex Rodriguez take a job only, only quote, only paying for me? Well, no, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> Look at all the great things he's doing now. Why would he give that up? I don't see it happening, to but be maybe the, to be the manager of the Yankees. Well, listen, <laughs> uh, this is the Yankees and, uh, this is sports radio. <laughs> shik, shik, shik. I'm the manager uh, of the Yankees. <laughs> but who knows, man? We'll find out sooner than later. So, bottom line is Joe Girardi's out as the manager of the New York Yankees. It's almost unfat. I mean, really. Something that went against everything we believed in, in the last couple of weeks. Uh, yeah, uh, it's t- it's weird. It's it's going to be weird next year not seeing uh, Joe in the dugout. I mean, it what in your heart of hearts if if you had a gun to your head do you think the Yankees are going with a name that is going to create some type of splash or do you think they're going to go more low key a younger guy that'll fit in with this team personally i think they're going to go with a guy who they don't mind hiring and firing they're going to go with a guy who's either going to do what he needs to do take this team where they need to be or a guy who can fall short and they say see ya no you cannot go into this managerial process with that train of thought if this well, is the I, beginning i would hope not if this is the beginning of a new dynasty in new york you have to anticipate this is going to be your manager listen, for the next 5 6 7 8 years i agree with you but when you're getting rid of a guy who's considered top 5 best managers in baseball where do you go from there dusty baker Please, God, no. I you, don't need a manager who can get me 97 wins in the regular season and then crap in the postseason. If the Yankees hired Dusty Baker, what is your reaction? You know what, man? My reaction has to stay the same no matter what. I'm confident in this team. And I think no matter who's at the at the helm of this, this team is going to go far. Okay? I'm confident. Maybe they do need to ch- a change of pace here. I don't know. All I know is my last statement of make or break kind of guy could be the way this pans out because you don't know. You hire a guy like Jorge Posada and he craps the bed. They that, that's gonna be tough. Firing, you couldn't man. just say okay, see ya. But you could hire a guy who you think's gonna be great and he just doesn't pan out. So if they're gonna do that, I don't think they're gonna hire anyone too near and dear to the New York Yankees. All right, two things before we wrap up. Number one. And this is a wild card name that I wanted to throw out at you that I forgot. And I was just reading something. A lot of people are mentioning his name, Jason Giambi, as potential managerial candidate. I said it before. Well, you're not. I don't know. I, I, you know, in the article I read today, it said pretty much out of any of the guys being thrown around here, he's the rookie of all rookie managers. He would be like. The number one crapshoot, but a guy who's always been revered as 
a potential great manager. Was he interim manager for a while in Colorado? Uh, in Colorado, he might have been, but I don't think so. Because I know he went there his last year in the bigs, where he was basically like a player coach. Yeah, and they loved him. Yeah, I know. And they, he got high marks for that. People were saying that he could be, uh, you know, a future manager. And I really think the Yankees aren't going to bring in somebody out of left field like somebody else's guy. Not. Th- Giambi was a Yankee. Giambi was signed by Cashman, so there's the link there. So I definitely think the Yankees are going to bring in somebody that has pinstripes (coughs) in them somewhere down the road. I agree. And do you think Joe Girardi's managing in 2018? Um, I don't know if I could even give a good prediction on this right now. Because if he wants to, the Nationals need a manager. Oh, let me tell you something. I'll I'll make this statement. If Joe Girardi is managing in 2018, it will be with the Nationals. If he's not, then he's not. But if he is, it will be with the Nationals. I think that's the only job out there. I mean, and I, I brought this up to you earlier. It Maybe it's a coincidence. Maybe it's not. But the Red Sox and Mets filled their coaching vacancies. And now Joe Girardi's on the open market. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, you don't want Joe going to the, going to them. Hey, what would be the best? <laughs> Listen, what would be the best middle finger to the New York Mets sending Joe Girardi to the Nationals? <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um a guy who any Met fan said they would drop anything for. But if you didn't, if the Yankees didn't think he would succeed with their team, and you're the Nationals and you have that same philosophy, he's not going to succeed in Washington either. Uh, I've always said Joe's a National League manager, but that's just me. I think his head would spin trying to do double switches and all that other. He'd love it though. <laughs> It'd be like a kid in a toy box with too many toys to choose from. So uh, I think. You got anything else you want to say on Joe? No, I think it's a good time to wrap up. I mean, I want to honestly. I want to thank Joe. I mean, it's not easy being the Yankees manager. I mean, it's got to be one of the toughest jobs in sports. The guy handled. I mean, he got cranky at times, but you know, we all get cranky at times. It's not easy sitting on a couch watching this team. Could you imagine managing them? Uh, Could you imagine managing Dylan Batances as he throws forty balls in a row? No, I can't, I can't. I can't imagine. <laughs> I can't it. even watch it. So you know, we thank. I mean, honestly, from I honestly want to thank Joe for his service to this team. I mean, he was. He honestly, hopefully, we're not. But you know, we might regret this day. We we technically. I mean, I know we. I, I mean, I know we. I know I said the same thing. I don't know if we were speaking at this point, but uh, I said the Yankees. I might regret letting Joe Torre go, and we really didn't. We really didn't regret that. No, it was his time. This is this is a little bit more difficult. It's a sad day regardless, but it's a little more difficult because it was almost like a swing vote, right? You had so many people who either hated Joe Girardi or loved him. And after this team got to where it did, you had a lot of people who never liked him all of a sudden start supporting him. And it just didn't feel like his time was up. If anything, it felt like he did the only thing that he could have possibly done to get another contract. Short of winning the World Series. Oh, Before we go, I wanted to bring this up. It just popped back in my head. Somebody had mentioned this to me. Somebody tweeted this to us. That we fired Buck and won the World Series next year. So we shouldn't be concerned about a new manager. (laughs) Because... Of those, you know, we had those concerns. Like, is this team taking a step back? But again, Joe Torre was already an established major league manager. Yeah, you could call him that. He was. He was. So, but I mean, not nearly to the successes he had in pinstripes. So, I I can't use that comparison because I don't think the Yankees are sticking somebody in with even with the managerial track record that Joe Torre had. This is going to be somebody that's getting. Their first job. I agree. Which is kind of weird to think about it because 
and this is the last I'll say, is that after we got within a game of the World Series, and <coughs> you're, you're going to replace Joe Girardi with a guy that's but never listen, managed in the major league. That's leagues. why I'm saying they're not going to hire anyone too near and dear to our hearts because this is a crapshoot. No matter who you hire, it's a crapshoot. Whether it's Jorge Posada, whether it's Eric Chavez, this is something that you hire this guy and he might be gone in 2019. So I don't know if we're going to see anyone too, too close from with And if we're on our third manager in in three years, then something terribly has gone wrong. And it could happen, so you got to prepare for it. All right, so, I mean, how expectations have changed from the last time we recorded a podcast <laughs> to today? And it's only been, what, four days? When did we record? On Sunday? And it's Thursday? No, it's yeah. Thursday. I said it was Wednesday <laughs> earlier. <laughs> it's actually Thursday after, It's Thursday evening. You'll hear it is Friday, depending on what Chris feels like doing the rest of the evening. Hmm. Um, I want to clarify that because I do remember saying that it was Wednesday. It's actually Thursday as we're recording this. Uh. So it was what four days ago that, and we were optimistic despite the loss, and now like Joe's gone, and now the feeling Start has over. changed over over the team. But rewind the tape, back to the beginning. Hey, you know what, Cashman, I got it. I got to let him do his thing here, man. I got to let him do his thing. That's what everyone's saying. This came from Cashman. We trust Cashman. He was the one that. Put the plan in place to rebuild this team. He's the one that got the players on the field that got here. I mean, I I'm giving I gotta give Joe a lot of credit for his managing, but I mean, this is Cashman's blueprint. So, you know, let him do his thing. Let's do it. All right, so let's wrap up episode 14. Once again, we want to thank Ben Heller for coming on with us. Heller. Uh, I'm sorry, Ben. <laughs> uh. Thank you again, Ben Heller, for coming on with us. Please go to his Twitter, at BenHeller21. Go check out his GoFundMe. If you can't donate personally, at least retweet it. Uh, Get the word out. Ben's doing great things down in Guatemala to help out the uh, less fortunate. Uh, And, you know, follow us at Christian underscore NYYST, at Chris Jr. underscore NYYST. NYY Sports Talk, that's us, at NYY Sports Talk iCloud, I did it. Uh, <laughs> We're on the iCloud, people. iTunes, iTunes Stitcher Radio, Google Play, iHeartRadio, SoundCloud. There's too many similar words. We're just on everything. Just, We're on everything. If you can listen to a podcast somewhere, <coughs> we're there. Just type in NYY Sports Talk. Just type in Yankees. We pop up, baby. Uh, I wish you would just <laughs> – you pop up like a pimple on prom night, but I wish somebody would pop you right now. Uh, all right so uh i'd like to give you a schedule but who knows what the hell might happen free flow baby free flow but if nothing major happens we'll be back after the world (laughs) series with our uh year-end yankee podcast so thanks again for listening and uh once again thanks to ben heller and thank you for joe girardi for the world series in 09 and being our manager for the last 10 years and chris you know say goodbye peace